We're higher, good. Higher than normal? Well, what no, happens if I really. lean in? Well, I don't know. Let's see. It's going to be a terrible situation. <laughs> don't, don't get too excited. I'm excited. Ah. Normal. Doing our best, and it's the bare minimum. <laughs> bare minimum is our best. Uh, welcome to Conversations in Comfort Pants. I'm Clara. And I'm Alex. And we're sad. And we're sad. You guys, the queen just died. Just today. Today, that's why I have days. my Yas Queen mug. Yas Queen. And I am working hard so my cat can have a better life. Yeah. Um, um, well, I don't sure. even know what to say. To m- it's our second episode in a row where our particular queen has died first yeah. it was freya now it's the actual queen i mean can a queen live can't a queen live she need the yeah i'm just i'm sad <sighs> i'm I, too i am just she went back up to the mothership yep she's back up there with the lizard people <laughs> they're lizard people she's fine she's, she's great she's, she's better than ever in her true than, lizard she, skin she's come to her final form <laughs> There's not a lot of information. She died. She was old. She died. She was 96. It's pretty old. I mean... She's been sickly lately. Yeah. It's, she, not, it's not like... It shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. No. But it is sad, because we love the queen. We love the queen. She was in power for 70, 70 years. years. 70 years. It's crazy. Of having the same job. I hope to do nothing for 70 years. I, you know, I hope that <laughs> I live, don't but... have a job for that. I'm like, oh, and oh. I've been working here for 70 years. <laughs> no, thank you. No. No, nobody wants that. 10 is horrifying. Yeah. I mean, so now we've got King Charles. <laughs> King Charles the third. The third, which the second King Charles was in like the 1600s. Is there not a time where it restarts? No. Huh. It just adds on the numbers. Okay. So, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, you gotta get to come up with like a snappy new name <laughs> for the to be a new king. Yeah, to get your number one behind. Yeah, your name. to just be like the one. Yeah, you can't just you know pick Charles. I don't know if there's any Cl- Claras, King Claras. <laughs> I don't think there's, there's any King Claras. Charles, call us. Charles, <laughs> let me know. We've got I've got some ideas. We've got suggestions for your name. Well, Elizabeth's name was Elizabeth Alexandra Maywinter. Sure was. Sure Which was. is your name. That is my name. And I think William's daughter, Princess Charlotte, is Charlotte Alexandra Diana. Cute. So, Alexandra is really holding strong. It's holding it's hold strong in the house of Windsor. Are there any? There has to be. Yeah, it wasn't the, well, different different family i guess yeah there was the russian yeah that's what sarina who is sarina alexandra uh, but there's nothing there's i don't know if there's been a queen alexandra hmm. i don't know well we well, still william, have a chance william if everything <laughs> if anything goes wrong with you and kate call me <laughs> call me george is a little too young for me i'm sorry <laughs> yeah, that's probably better that i mean i'm just gonna put it that out way there. um and i will apologize because i don't know how this is gonna sound you're doing great I am just getting over a cold, which is why we did not oh, record yeah. last week. Um, I had a migraine on the day we were supposed to record. Uh-huh. And then I was like, all right, we're going to do it. We're going to, I'm getting better. We'll do it on We'll do Sunday. it on Sunday. Sunday came around and I was sick. A sick little sausage. Sick little sausage. 
So we're back, and I probably sound really nasally and congested, but... Well, there's tissues behind you. We can pause if you need to blow it out. (laughs) I need to blow my nose. I mean, that'll be great. That'll be great for the pod. Well, we'll pause it, is what I said. Oh, but... I refuse to let you blow your nose into the microphone. Eating is too much. Eating's where I draw the line. (laughs) And I don't even appreciate that, really. I know. Um, You gotta eat on the pod. Well... R.I.P. This episode's for the queen. This, this is for you, She's queen. probably not going to love the content. Probably, you know, it's probably not going to be her favorite topic, but you know what? Everybody pour out a little bit of your tea. But if you would have died last month, we would have done Sea August stories. August of the for Sea. For you, the queen. For you, the queen. <laughs> but you had to die but in Serial to... Killer September. <laughs> but you had to go with Serial Killer September. <laughs> you couldn't croak it. Oh, you know what? I think I did the wrong day. No, I didn't. It's the 13th. Did you do? My thing is saved September 6th. Because we changed the weeks. (laughs) (laughs) I did my notes before. Oh, nuts. I don't have on this day. Mm -hmm. We should revisit that. That was, I believe, (laughs) calling it that. Many episodes ago. Just scroll way down. I believe that is on the bingo card. <laughs> it is. Oh, dang it. Clara I didn't forgets think about that. On this day. I didn't forget I did the wrong on this day. Oh, yeah. And that's what that was it. Clara does the wrong on this day. Sure does. Sure does. <laughs> sure okay, did. let's see. What else do we got? We haven't looked at this in a long time. Mothman sighting? I don't think no, so. I don't think so. Conspiracy theory turns out to be true. Free Britney. Was that this year? Yeah. Yeah, we I did think it. I was this. that was this year. A uh, serial killer gets caught? I feel like. I feel like that happened. <laughs> Pastry-based beast? Did what was Pastry-based crime. Pastry-based crime. Like someone threw pasta at the Mona Lisa. Or a cake. <laughs> it was cake or a pasta. I don't remember. Cake. There was something. Oh, it was the sausage through the microscope. Yeah, we'll count that. Yeah. Um, oh, the chorizo. The chorizo. <laughs> what did I say? Sausage. Oh, I mean, the it's the same thing. Um, the chair purse. I haven't seen the chair purse. I haven't seen the chair purse. The mic malfunction? Since we got these new cords, I knock mean, on wood. We've been. But we still hold on to the old cords. <laughs> oh, here it is. We do the wrong day for on this day. The other one was Claire forgets on this day. There we go. Oops. Oopsie doodles. And then locusts. Haven't seen those yet. They are in the new Jurassic Park movie, though. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, they're, like, destroying the world. Okay, well, we've got still only one bingo. Oh. Which is crazy. That surprises me. I probably should have issued a public apology at one point. Mark that off. <laughs> I know you haven't. But you isn't, like, have. Clara should issue a public apology but doesn't? Yeah. I'm sure I should have. <laughs> I, I have not issued I have not issued a formal apology yet. Despite the need, <laughs> it is, it, the year is still young. We still have three more months. Dang it! Four more I months. did the wrong day. My she whole document's titled the wrong thing. Well, it's because we moved weeks. It was because I was sick. I know. I didn't even think about it. I was too on the ball. Too on the ball. Too. Should I see if there's anything interesting, just in case. <laughs> Uh, oh, oh, I was really excited for this one, too. 3,114 B.C., 
the date of the Maya slash Mesoamerican long count calendar starts dating. And you know we love a calendar. It was so old. That's so old. BC. It's probably the oldest one. Yeah. I would say. Why doesn't it? Zero. (laughs) Okay. Anyways. All right. Uh, Well, you have something, some tea. I do. I do. So. Tell me about it. I asked you earlier if you had heard about the drama surrounding a specific movie called Don't Worry Darling. Don't know the movie. Don't know the drama. Don't know the movie. Don't know the drama. Mm -mm. Fantastic. Okay, great. Here I am. So, Don't Worry Darling is a movie. Okay. And it's directed by Olivia Wilde. Okay. I know her. So, I got a timeline up from Rolling Stone because thank you. Got to got to keep this in line. Yep. So in 2019, okay. Olivia Wilde announces she's going to direct Don't Worry Darling. Don't Worry Darling. Okay. And just coming off of a really popular movie that she directed called Booksmart. Um, I heard of it. Never had seen gotten like rave reviews. Okay. She was like being touted as like the next great female director. Ooh. She'd been an actress before. I don't remember what she's been in. Um, she's been in things. She was married to that one guy. Jason Sudeikis. Jason Sudeikis. He will come into play. I bet he will. Um, so they were, it, you know, her next project, Don't Worry Darling, is a cerebral and psychological thriller um, surrounding a 1950s housewife whose perfect life is not what it seems. They never are. Uh, and there was like a bidding war between different production companies like Warner Brothers and Netflix and all that fun stuff. Um I think New Line ended up winning um, hmm. on the promise of a theatrical release. Remember. So the theater. T- this in the theater. Okay. And this is 2019. Sure. So it's not When likely. the world was normal. <sighs> oh, the memories. queen was alive. The queen was alive and, and well. Um, so between April and September of 2020. So right when the world right was kind of falling apart. Yeah. Um, New Line decided to finance the film. Hmm. Bold. They uh, announced the cast. Okay. Or like some of the cast. Okay. So they announced uh, the main characters were going to be Florence Pugh. Okay. She is in the movie Midsummer, And she's also in Black Widow. And Little Women. The new Little Women. Okay, movie. okay, okay. She's really pretty. She's yeah, really smart. I definitely know her name. She's great. And Shia LaBeouf. Okay, great. Of Shia LaBeouf. Even Stevens. <laughs> and Shia LaBeouf. And, and also Transformer movies. And also all around great guy. Owner of a flip phone still. Will not <gasps> go to a smartphone. Brings a uh, disposable camera on the red carpet to take pictures. <laughs> the one, the only Chris Pine. Really? Also known as Captain T. Kirk in the newest Star Trek movies. And Captain T. America. And No. Oh. There's so many Chris Chris Pine is in Star Trek, and he's also okay. in... Um, he's... No, I got it. Yeah. That guy. Okay, yeah. Who used to be married to Fergie? No, he's the guy that looks like the guy that used to be married There we go. Um, so she announced the cast. Florence was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to work with you, work with Olivia. yeah, those are big names. Like so, ex- so exciting. Let's go." So production starts in August, and then something starts going haywire, getting a little shaky. Hmm. Uh, Shia LaBeouf departs the project. Oops, leaves just exits. And pop star Harry Styles Uh-oh. is cast okay. in the role. I was wondering um, how all of this 
I've heard things about the the Chris, Olivia, and him. Yeah. And I'm like, wh- why do I care? Yeah. So here's why but you I care. I don't know exactly what. Somebody spit on somebody. Go so on. anyway, Shia's department, people are like, okay, yeah, no, Shia, go away because... You're kind of a kook. Kind of a kind of a kook. Kind of. He's like should be Nick Cage's son for some reason. Yeah, and like <laughs> you know, a singer announced that she was suing him for physical and emotional abuse. Oh no! Um, after he departed, and people were like, "Was that why?" And, oh, interesting. Um, uh, Olivia Wilde, you know, said, "You know, it's not. That's not why we fired him. Um, it was just scheduling oh, so conflicts." Um, it says scheduling conflicts and he left on his own accord. Blah, 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 blah. Doubt it. So Harry Styles had already been in one movie mm-hmm. um, as a background a- actor in Dunkirk. Okay. Which if you've never seen Dunkirk, there's not a lot of talking. <laughs> I haven't. So. But I've heard that it's good. Yeah. So not so great. Um. So anyway, he got hired in, and then it was kind of revealed that um, Olivia has a very strong no assholes policy on her set. Sure. So if someone's being an asshole, gotta go. Goodbye. Goodbye. So that could have been why Shia. Shia was. Sure. So January 2021. Mm-hmm. Here comes man of our hearts, Jason. Jason Sudeikis. Yes. Ted Lasso. Saturday Night Live, love him. Horrible bosses. Horrible bosses, love him. Gold. He's He's hilarious. So him and Olivia were together, and they have two kids. Yep. So they had just broken up. Uh Uh-huh. And Olivia is spotted at a friend's wedding. Uh Uh-oh. With Harry Styles. Uh-oh. Which there's an age difference, isn't there, there? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And people are like, well, wait a minute. You know, they're kind of trying to, like, get the timeline. The timelines are starting Uh-oh. to overlap between. We've got Citizen Sleuths on the job. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff going on. Um, so, as so Harry and Olivia start this relationship, and they start really, like, gets really serious. <laughs> She's going to his concerts. Um <laughs> It's serious, people. He has a relationship with like 20,000 people each night. Exactly. So, um, you know, she, Olivia keeps documenting the film's creation and like writes this really long post about Harry Styles, about how he's a great actor and he's wonderful. And he's, he's been really like gracious to like not be the center of attention and like be kind of second fiddle to... To Florence Pugh. I feel like they're equally famous. Which is like, what? Um, Florence Pugh does not like the Instagram post. About how they're equally famous? Yeah, I wouldn't like that either. And it's at that moment she completely stops posting about the movie entirely. Florence is one that is very good. If you like go back and look through her Instagram, you can see her like promoting her movies. Uh huh. She stops. Huh. And there is zero mention of Don't Worry, Darling. Um, 
and whispers start going on that uh, Florence and Olivia had a feud over her relationship with Harry Styles oh, and she the loved directing Styles and and her directing. What? She loved him too. Who? Florence also loved. No. What's his name? No, it was um, just because of their relationship and uh, her directing style, um, and a. No, a whole policy doesn't apply to Olivia. Sounds like, Um, and apparently, when Olivia and and Harry were getting you know hot and heavy and really getting into it, really starting the relationship, um, Olivia was distracted. What? And so Florence took over a lot of directing of oh, the movie. Oh, and Olivia's getting cred. Yeah. So she posts Insta- an Instagram like raving over Florence Pugh and all this and blah, 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 blah. Um, so April 2022. Mm-hmm. Recent. So recent, pretty recent. Um, people are getting used to the idea of Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde as like a thing. Yeah. Um, love is love. So, if we remember, Olivia Wilde has two kids, yeah. Otis and Daisy, which are the cutest names. Otis and Daisy. Otis <laughs> and Daisy. That's so cute. Two kids with Jason Sudeikis. Cute. Um, and so it's like, you know, this is weird. And in one of Harry's songs, the line is, um, says, leave America, two kids follow her. I don't get it. So, it's kind of insinuating that it was written about Olivia. Yeah. Like, Olivia leaving America and bringing her kids with her. Where did they go? They split their time between their two parents. Okay. As children of divorce, <laughs> I can speak on Does the topic. Does one not live in America? Harry doesn't live in America. Oh, I get it. You're catching on? I get it. Okay. I was like, um, does this have to do with the one guy being a football coach? And- <laughs> no. We're getting there. Okay. So, why Olivia is on a on stage at CinemaCon to promote the film. CinemaCon, CinemaCon. sounds delicious. Kind of like Comic Con, but you know, cinnamon, spicy. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and she is approached by someone, given an envelope. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. She is essentially served custody papers. Yeah, because. And I researched it. You are really only ever served if you refuse to show up and take do it papers nicely. and do it nicely. Yeah. Like getting served, you got served, is like the final line. Of- okay. Because I didn't know that. And I thought that was just awful rude. Yeah. But if it's like that's the only way you can get her to respond, that's actually kind yeah. of funny. And he denies planning for the papers to be served. But wait, served. what are the papers? They're custody papers. From? From Jason Sudeikis. Okay, great. So it's Jason Sudeikis saying, I want full custody of my kids. I do not want them leaving the United States. You can't leave America. You can't leave with America. With your two kids. Yeah. Sorry. Not happening. Sorry. Change your song. Um. So Jason denied, said, no, it's not like, cool. I didn't plan this. <laughs> because normally if it's someone else who's serving the papers. Yeah. It's the third party. And they try to find them where they are. Yeah. Where they're going to be. If you're promoting that you're going to be at the CinemaCon place, Guess what where a perfect place you. to give you papers. Yeah. Um, so 
And then things started going downhill. Yeah, that. Promotion started up for the movie. The trailer was released. Um, and Florence is silent. Uh-oh. Not She's saying mad. a thing. Not posting about it. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, basically... In Harper's Bazaar, um, Florence was interviewed for it, and she navigated questions around Don't Worry Darling. She, like, didn't answer them or, like... Weird. Moved around them. <laughs> um, and then... Yeah, da-da-da-da-da. So. She's clearly not happy. Now, let's bring back Shia LaBeouf, shall we? <laughs> we might as well. Let's bring him back into the picture. <laughs> so, Olivia was in a article saying that she'd fired Shia, like, you know, she basically was before they said he left. I fired him, blah, 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 blah. Sure. Shia goes, no, no, you didn't fire me. I quit. Yeah. And I have receipts. Uh Uh-oh. This is where it gets juicy. Tax receipts. And, oh, no, even better. A video. Okay. That Olivia had sent Shia basically saying, we really want you to come back. We don't want you to leave. Um, And it's implied that Florence, who she refers to as Miss Flo, is the real issue. Okay. So it was like, what? Also, people are so stupid. Like, you think you can lie after you sent him a video? Like, people aren't smart enough to have this level of technology. No. It's like, I'm sorry you didn't want to text and drive, but, like, sending a video of you driving (laughs) and talking, that's even worse. Say, like, yo, want to meet? Or, like, can I have a phone call? Yeah. So here's where (sighs) it all comes. It hasn't exploded yet. (laughs) It's kind of exploding. I know. I feel like it's mid-explosion. Here is the moment what I have been on about okay. this entire week. I'm ready. The Venice Film Festival yes. took place this week in... Venice. Venice. I've <laughs> been there. Italy. Yes. Not Venice Beach, California. Just want to... Venice Beach. <laughs> no, no. Very different thing. Um, so, Olivia and Harry... So together? ...on separate boats. Uh-oh. Um, to be fair, there's... You, it could be like the bus. Uh, this is actually my favorite line. Chris Pine descends like a golden-haired <laughs> loafer-wearing reminder that he will always be the best Chris. Oh, my gosh. Um, I didn't know I loved him so much. So they're at the press conference. Yeah. Florence is not there. No. Um, She's in Florence. She had said Florence is in Florence. Florence is in She had said too. she wasn't going to be able to make it. Do you get or it? She my joke. Yeah. No, I got it. I feel I like fall, it, I it deserved a bigger laugh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm moving on. I know. There's you're going. Discuss. You're going. Um, you're basically doing two I'm doing stories. two full stories right now. And on this day. <laughs> I'm carrying this podcast. I know. <laughs> um, so at the press conference, she's asked about Florence's absence. Sure. And she's like, Florence is a force. You know, there's all this tabloid gossip out there. You know, the internet, internet feeds itself. You know, she's working around a filming schedule of another f- movie, so okay. she wasn't able to make it. Uh-huh. Um, so, <laughs> despite all the scheduling concerns, sure. um, Florence had enough time yeah. to arrive into Venice, 
uh, change into an outfit. And just not go. A beautiful three-piece bright purple Ooh, outfit. And walk around with an Aperol spritz. But not go. But not go. Freaking legend. And it's during. In Venice. During the press conference. She's there. That is such a move. She's a queen. I'm loving this. We love her. I'm loving this. I don't know what happened still, but I'm on her side. So. With an Aperol spritz. With an Aperol spritz. (laughs) Um, So she shows up for the red carpet. Okay. she said she would. Her contract, probably. Phenomenal. Yeah, obviously. As per usual, she's got like this flowy, black, sparkly dress Mrs. with Floyd. like shorts. She's got a little bit of rosy cheeks from her Aperol she's, spritz. She's, she's working it. She's gorgeous. She brings her grandmother. Oh, I can't. It's beautiful. I can't. Chris Pine takes a picture of her with his little <laughs> camera. It's great. It's a moment. <laughs> you won't get it developed for 35 years because Walmart, I mean, Walgreens doesn't yeah. exist anymore. It is Everything. I will show you the pictures because yes. it is just a delight. Oh my god! Like he is in the full like photographer, like dad photographer stance. It's <laughs> in it's his loafers. Just, in his loafers. And his like the yellow. Zip, zip, yeah, zip 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 disposable camera. Uh-huh. It's. Adorable. I'm obsessed with him. So, um, she's having a great time and like she's chatting and laughing with Chris and Nick Kroll, who's also in it. And oh, Gemma I love Ch- him. Gemma Chan, who's also in it, but not talking to anyone else. Sure. And Olivia and Harry are not speaking. To each other. To each other. Oh, are not even next to each other. Boy. All the pictures, they're evenly spaced out. <laughs> and then Shia ziplines down somehow. It's great. It's great. <laughs> and then when the film starts, they like enter in, like they bring them in, bring the cast in one yeah. at a time. So Chris Pine comes in, sits down. And then Harry comes in, they're clapping, they're clapping, and then Chris looks down in his lap. So it looked like Harry had spit on Chris. Didn't happen. <laughs> he thought he lost his sunglasses, but then he found them in between his legs. In his lap. <laughs> <laughs> they were in his lap the whole time. So it's kind of his like, uh, duh. Oh, um, so, and then there are... And then they get up, and the movie's over, and Do they all sit next clapping. to each other, or they're, like, again, in different corners? separated <laughs> by the other cast members. That's amazing. So at the end of the film, people yeah. are, like, giving them a ovation. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. It's a good film. Like, three minutes in, Florence is like, all right, I'm leaving. And she leaves. Three minutes into the movie? Into the standing ovation. At the end of the movie. At the end of okay, the movie. Okay, so she watched the movie. She watched the movie. Yeah. Three minutes into the standing like, ovation. I hear an Aperol Spritz calling my name. I, I got like, to go. I got to go. So she <laughs> leaves. And uh-huh. when she leaves, the standing ovation stops. <laughs> because they think the entire cast is leaving. Right. And she's the main character, I'm assuming. Yeah. She is the main character. The main character. Okay. So that is what's been going on. <laughs> like, don't worry, darling. Oh, my. God. I'm worried, darling. And our queen... Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh, our newest... Oh, our don't newest, die, oh, Florence! Don't, don't. Oh, <laughs> no, Florence. we may have cursed her. <laughs> but yeah, no, she is a delight. She is just... That's amazing. Oh. So that is all the drama going around. I love it. Don't worry, darling. And we are worrying, darling. We're worried, darling. Olivia Munn. Tighten it up. Seems Wild, like something not weird. Munn. 
Oh, shoot. You're right. You were close. She is wild. She's wild. She's wild. She's, she's <laughs> so, anyway. And Jason well, Sudeikis, as per usual. He's just doing being. his own thing. He's just doing his own thing. He's being funny. Just being, just being. Doing whatever he wants. Being Ted Lasso. He's lassoing. He's lassoing it up. Golden Globe or whatever. And another thing about the Venice Film Festival. Always. Which I personally warmed my heart is Brendan Fraser. Okay. Here we go. Is back, baby. Ah! I love Brendan Fraser He is in a new movie called The Whale. Sure. Where he plays a morbidly obese gay man who is reconnecting with his daughter. He is, spoilies, he's the whale. Oh, Um, Brendan, I love you so much. He got a 13-minute standing ovation. I could cry. Cried. I he, I could cry. Like ever, all the rest of the cast like got up as a standing ovation. Yeah. Went, and he was still sitting down, <laughs> just like just clapping for them, like not wanting any attention. Yeah. And the director came over. He's like, "No, stand up." Oh and so he gosh. stands up, and the ovation got louder for Brendan Fraser. I love he's Brendan back. Fraser. I love him. He's so just, much. And then like he like walked out, and he was like, "Did one of those oh chucks and kind of like kick, <laughs> kicked his foot." It was so just. <laughs> Adorable. Uh, have you seen Encino Man? I have. And George of the Jungle. George of the Jungle. We're like very. He was really attractive. Those those, movies those were those were the moments. <laughs> those were the, some moments. Bedazzled. For me. Yeah, and then it was like I don't know. We didn't watch a ton of movies or TV in my house, but mm-hmm. we did watch Encino Man. And then we went to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Alex, he sat right behind me <laughs> on Thunder Mountain Railroad. Girl. And I've never been the same since. <laughs> well, he's back, baby. He's back, he's baby. Back. Let's go to he, Disneyland and maybe we'll get lucky. He's back. Oh, and gosh. he is being beloved by all. All. As he should be. By all. Because he was blacklisted from Hollywood for... Why? What did he do? He, he spoke out against a producer who sexually assaulted him. And that blacklisted Brendan Fraser. Mm-hmm. Well, that's backwards. This was pre-Harvey Weinstein. Well, yeah, obviously. Well, pre-Harvey Weinstein being... It probably was Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> probably was. So... so... Was it during The Mummy? That's the last I thing know. I really remember him in. I don't know, but he was... Yeah, he was pretty much blacklisted from Hollywood. Well, no wonder he got a standing ovation. He's back. He was right all along. And he is just still a delight. <sighs> Poor guy. That's so. terrible. I didn't know that. We love... We Reach love, out, Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser. <laughs> we love you. Love you. Me to buy. Love you, mean it. Please come to my house hmm? and possibly marry me if you're not married. <laughs> it's so cute. It's so cute. <sighs> all right. Uh, was so that that's, it? That's it. That's all I had to say. I think that is probably. Yeah. Oh, I just have to brag real quick. Okay. I'm going to Hamilton tomorrow. <gasps> and Alexander I'm so Hamilton. Excited. I wonder if they'll say anything about the Queen. Probably. Mm. I'll tell. I'll report back. Please report back. So exciting! All right, now it's now <laughs> actual part of our story of our serial killer September our regularly scheduled program. Yeah. Well, it feels like sense wise you should go first, but you just did a whole thing. So would you like me to go first? Uh, mine's just kind of silly. It doesn't matter. I don't care. I can go first. I can. You choose. I, I can keep going. You choose. Uh, I will go. Okay, you Because go. then I will do on this day. Perfect. So, give me a little break. Perfect. <clears throat> so, 
I am talking about the origins of the term serial killer. Yeah, we thought, well, this is Alex's idea. We'd ease you into. We're easing into it. We can't go from fun ocean stories to just serial killers. Or just like missing a week and then be like, yeah, no, by the way, we're going to talk about this guy. By the way, chopped a bunch of people's heads off. Okay. So we're easing into serial killer September. Here we go. Light touch. We're dipping it in. Next week we'll go full. Dipping a toe in the pole hog. (laughs) Pole hog and serial killer. (laughs) Maybe we'll talk about a pig serial killer. Oh, there is one. Willie Pickton. What? He had a pig farm in Canada. Oh. Yeah. Coming soon. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, also the FBI, uh, defines serial killing as a series of two or more murders committed as separate events, usually, but not always, by one murderer acting alone. Okay. Uh, so a serial killer, again, typically murders more than one person, um, usually in service of abnormal psychological gratification. Yeah. Um, <laughs> with the murders taking place over more than a month, okay. including a significant period of time between them. Mm-hmm. And that kind of separates, and I'll talk about this later, the difference between like a serial killer and uh-huh. a spree killer. Sure. Slash mass murderer. Um, yep. So, anywho's. Uh, most authorities set the threshold at three, some extend it to four, or bring it down to two. Okay. It just depends. FBI's like, it's three or more. Just how two bad. Just how much they want to catch them. <laughs> so Whatever. the English term and concept of serial killer are, are attributed to former FBI special agent Robert Ressler, who used the term serial homicide in 1974. Um, which also, if you have seen the show Mindhunter. <laughs> Jonathan Gross. This is what it's based off of. Big fans. Um, so, they... So, the term serial killing entered into the broader American popular usage when it was published in the New York Times in the spring of 1981. Okay. To describe Atlanta serial killer Wayne Williams. And then throughout the 80s, the term was used again in the pages of the New York Times and other major news publications on 233 occasions. Just in the 80s? Just in the 80s. Wow, yikes. So, again, uh, three or more murders is uh, sufficient to prove a pattern without being overly restrictive, or two, if the FBI's case. Um... There's a lack of a cooling off period um, marks the difference between a spree killer and a serial killer. Mm -hmm. So a serial killer will have like a cooling off period. Guys, I'm going to lay low. I don't know who they're talking to, but they're going to Like I got my fix. I'm good for like another couple days. I'm good for X amount of time and then I'll probably do it again later. Spree killer is like... Um... So, historical criminologists suggest there have been serial killers throughout history, and mm-hmm. some sources suggest that legends such as werewolves and vampires are oh. actually inspired by medieval serial killers. That's interesting. I know. Which, you know, the unidentified killer, Jack the Ripper. Always. Who's been called the first modern serial killer. Um, and then H.H. H. Holmes was the first documented Holmes. modern serial killer in the United States. 
um, history, he was responsible for the death of at least nine victims in the early 1890s. It's the devil in the white city. Yeah. Which and that's, they're doing a Hulu thing. Are they? Called the devil in the white city, yeah. Weren't we just talking about that? That Maybe. <laughs> there was going to be a movie. No, that must have been somebody else. Anyways, I think Jack the Ripper was 1888. And so it was just like two years later that H.H. Holmes was doing his thing. Yeah. Maybe they're the same guy. Yep. 1888 was a... Was, uh, Are you impressed? So... <laughs> she said no. <laughs> I still have a cold. <laughs> um, so, commonly found characteristics of serial killers include the following. You just winked at me. <laughs> include that? The following. Sound familiar? Just, it's me. Just take some notes, <laughs> shall we? See who this reminds you uh, of. <laughs> um, so they make, this is my cry for help. <laughs> um, so they may exhibit varying degrees of mental illness or psych, psychopathy. Sure. Uh, which may contribute to their homo- homicidal behavior. <laughs> um for example, someone who is mentally ill may have psychotic breaks that cause them to believe they are another person. Um, mm-hmm. Psychopathic behavior is consistent with traits common to some serial killers, including s- 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 you got it. sensation-seeking, yeah. yep. a lack of remorse or guilt, impulsivity, the need for control, and predatory behavior. Yeah, I do know several of those. <laughs> We're making notes. Check, check, check. check, check. Uh, psychopaths can seem normal and often quite charming. Mm. It's called, uh, they actually call it the mask of sanity. Oh, I don't like that. Don't like That's that scary. Um, serial killers were often abused, either emotionally, physically, or sexually by, fa- by a family member. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're more likely to engage in fetishism. Fe- fetishism? Fetishism. Partialism or necrophilia. Um, you can Google those words if you want to. I'm not going to explain it. I don't want to. <laughs> no, please don't. Um, so a disproportionate number. Also, don't Google those words. Also, don't don't Google those words on like a work. Do it in laptop. incognito mode. Incognito mode, please. That's why I was just doing that. Don't um, I don't do any of my research in either, and, and I do it all on my work computer. Well, there we go. <laughs> um, so a disproportionate number exhibit one, two, or, or th- all three of what's called the McDonald Triad. Mm-hmm. Um, fascinated <laughs> with fire, yeah, setting things on fire, yeah. Um, involved in um, sadistic activity, especially in children who have not. Reached, reached sexual maturity, and this activity may take the form of torturing animals. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Penny. Plug your ears. Plug your ears. Clearly, um, I'm not a serial killer because Penny's my clear. best friend. <laughs> hey. Second best friend. Okay, thank you. Um, so, more than 60% or a large proportion wet their beds beyond the age of 12. 12? 12. 12. I feel like up. I mean, it should be lower than 12. It should be, but it's 12. No, no shame if you went in your bed until 12. I mean, sometimes it happens. Uh, They were frequently bullied or socially (laughs) isolated as children. Um, For example, Henry Lee Lucas was ridiculed as a child and later cited mass rejection by his peers for his hatred of everyone. (laughs) (laughs) 
People didn't like him because he hated them? Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. I do. He just seemed like a nice guy. Um, <laughs> some were involved in petty crimes. Yeah. Um, often they had trouble staying employed and worked in menial jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they have an average or low average IQ. Hmm. Um, so That's interesting because it seems like you'd have to be smart enough to get away with it at least two times. Well, there are certain ones that were smart enough smarties. to get away with it. Okay. Um, many serial killers have faced similar problems in their childhood development. Um, early childhood trauma can set up a child for deviant behavior in adults. Um, in adulthood, mm-hmm. uh, the child's environment is the dominant factor in determining whether or not the child's behavior escalates into homicidal activity. Um, family or lack thereof is the most prominent part of a child's development because it is what the child can identify with on a regular basis. Sure. Um, so the serial killer is no different from any other individual who is instigated to seek approval from parents, sexual partners, or others. So it's seeking that need for approval. Uh, the I don't F- think they're going to find it by killing people, though. I think they're going about it the wrong way. I think... <laughs> I think they're misunderstanding the assignment. I think they don't really understand. Okay. Uh, So the FBI's crime classification manual places serial killers into three categories. Okay. Organized. Sure. Disorganized. Sure. And a mix of the two. Okay. Not impressed. (laughs) FBI nailed it. Congratulations. Congratulations. I could have done that. (laughs) Right. Uh, Organized serial killers often plan their crimes methodically. Again. Not really Pretty blowing any minds over here. <laughs> um, they usually abduct their victims, killing them in one place and disposing of them in another. Okay. Uh, they lure their victims with ploys appealing to their sense of sympathy. Mm-hmm. Um, others specifically talk, target prostitutes. Um, sex workers. Because they are likely to go voluntarily with... Sex workers. Sex workers. Sorry, it said prostitutes. I read it. I Sorry, it's sex okay. workers. My bad. Um, because they are likely more likely to go voluntarily with a stranger. Yeah. Because um, it's their job. Yeah, it's what, it's what they're paid to do. Yeah. Um, these killers maintain a high degree of control over the crime scene and have a knowledge of forensic science that enables them to cover their tracks, mm-hmm. such as burying the body or weighing it down or sinking it in a river. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually also follow their crimes in the media very yeah. closely uh-huh. um, and take pride in their actions uh-huh. like it was a science fair project. Yeah. They're like, look, I got a blue ribbon. <laughs> Gold star. Not even first place. Blue ribbon is first place. Is it? Yeah. Um, I thought that was the one that everybody got. No, that's the white one. Everybody gets a white ribbon. I guess I got so many blue ribbons. I Look just at you. Everybody got it. <laughs> just kidding. So examples of uh, organized serial killers. Yeah. Uh, fan of the show, Teddy Bun Bun. <laughs> yeah. And uh, John Wayne Gacy. Sure. Uh, so G-W-G. J Dub G. J J Dub G. I was like, where where are we going with this? John and uh, Gacy, it's too confusing. Disorganized serial killers. Yes. But you can't guess what they are. They're disorganized. They're disorganized. <laughs> um, they're far more impulsive, usually committing murders with a random weapon available at the time. Ooh, like something from the victim's house. Yeah. Like they don't bring anything. Like a fire poker. Fire poker. Um, um, often committing the murders at, with a random weapon available at the time, like I said, mm-hmm. and usually do not attempt to hide the body. Okay. Because... They're on to the next one. They're like, 
Because they're just sort of... I don't know what to do with this. Oh, shoot. I never thought ahead about that. Well, I guess dang. I'll just leave it here. I didn't plan this out at all. I should become more organized. <laughs> um, so they're likely to be unemployed, a loner, or both with very few yeah. friends. Um, it's hard to be with someone who just lives in chaos. I, right? Yeah. I mean, I live in chaos, but... Mm. I thrive in chaos. <laughs> Uh, so organized serial killers have been found to have a lower IQ than organized serial killers. Yeah. Um, and then some, I didn't put any examples of disorganized serial killers, but Let's you know. see. Uh, I feel like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't have any right now, but, um, if I think of some, I'll let you know. Probably like almost a John Wayne Gacy. No, no, no. He was organized. No, sorry. Who am I trying to think of? Dahmer? No, the one in Seattle that isn't Bundy. Uh, Ridgeway. Ridgeway, yeah. Gary Ridgeway. Ridgeway was a little disorganized. He's a little just, he just like did it and then he's like, ooh, he's like, ooh, ooh just ooh, dumped ooh. it out of his car basically. Yeah. He was also really smart. No, he wasn't. He was so dumb. Really? He I thought really he had dumb. a really high IQ. Super low. And I, I talked about him. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was dumb. Um, and some serial killers... Um, descend from being organized into disorganized as their killings continue. Okay. Because they have an overconfidence because they mm-hmm. have evaded capture, mm-hmm. which happened with Ted Bundy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, are you about to say? No, go ahead. Okay, there's like a, a quote, but I'm going to paraphrase it, that Ted Bundy was like, the first like murder, you know exactly where everything is, but then mm-hmm. by the 10th, you like kind of forget where you put the wrench. Yeah. And you might leave it behind. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of an example of like, you just get sloppier, basically. Yeah. And it's like in when he murdered the co eds in Florida. Yeah. It was very like, what is this? <laughs> they caught him right away. They caught him right away. <laughs> because he was too sloppy. <laughs> because he was way too sloppy. Um, so some people with pathological interest in the power of life and death tend to be attracted to medical professions. Sure. Um, these kinds of killers are sometimes referred to as angels of death. Mm-hmm. Um, the most prolific being Harold Shipman. Shipman. Who is Shipman. <laughs> I have a cold. I know. It's okay. <laughs> um, but so he was a Shipman. He was a Shipman. <laughs> uh, medical professionals will kill their patients for money or sadistic pleasure or because they believe they can ease their patient's pain, or just because they can. They get a thrill. Yeah. They they're not going to get caught. No. They were dying anyways. Yeah. Um, female serial killers are very rare. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, female serial killers represent less than one in every six known serial murderers in the United States between the 1800s and 2014. One in six? That's actually more than I would have guessed. 64 females from a total of 416 known offenders. Girl power. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, I think girls are sneakier, though. So, Kelleher and Kelleher, um, I believe they're related. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't um, a stutter. That was a... <laughs> def- <laughs> it wasn't a stutter. Um, this time it wasn't a stutter. Uh, created several categories to describe female serial killers. Okay. Um, they use the classifications of Black Widow. Yeah. Um, they're also known as Angel of Death because, you know, because of nurses. But Black nurses Widows are, kill their husbands. Black Widows kill their husbands. Angel of Death. Oh, I get it. Predator. Different. Um, revenge, Prophet, Team Killer. Team Killer. Go! <laughs> Go Team Killer! Go Team Killer! 
It's like a really bad T-ball team. <laughs> although if we're ever on a team together, that's going to be our name. Yeah, exactly. Um, so although motivations for um, female serial killers can include intention-seeking, addiction, or result of psychopathological behavior, mm-hmm. um, female serial killers are commonly categorized as murdering men for material gain. Um, and generally have a relationship with the victim. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, the methods that female serial killers use, um, are covert and low profile. Yeah. Sneakier. You know, see? Poison. 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 Um, but there, of course, there's an exception to the rule and her name is Eileen Wernos. Mm-hmm. She's a madness um, too, baby. She killed outdoors instead of in her home, mm-hmm. and uh, she used a gun instead of poison, and killed strangers instead of friends and family. Yeah. Friends. <laughs> yeah. Not killing your friends. <laughs> so, the, this is the last thing I'm talking about, is no, the motives for so serial killers are placed into four different categories. <laughs> okay. You know I love a category. I, I know. Um, I do too, though. Visionary, mission-oriented. Visionary. Visionary. Wow. Powerful word Powerful. to, like, describe a serial killer. I love it. Um, mission oriented, okay. hedonistic, okay. and power or control. Sure. Um, the motives of any given killer may display considerable overlap. Mm-hmm. More than those. one. Um, so visionary serial killers suffer from a psychotic break with reality. Got it. Okay. And sometimes believe they are another person or compelled to murder by entities such as the devil or God. Mm-hmm. So uh, they're mentally ill. Yeah. Example. David Berkowitz, also known as the Son the of Sam. The Son of Sam. It was the dog that was talking to him to kill the people. That's what he says. That's I don't know if I says. believe that. Um, mission-oriented killers uh, justify their acts as reading the world of certain types of people mm. perceived as undesirable. Okay. Like the homeless, ex-cons, drug users, sex workers, or people of different ethnicity or religion. Mm-hmm. Usually they're not psychotic. They just believe that. I'm ridding the world of... They're just bad guys. These bad people, like Ridgeway. Sex workers. Sex workers. Um, So these type of serial killers, so the mission-oriented ones, um, these are for the hedonistic killers. Um, There's three subtypes of a hedonistic killer. Okay. Lust, thrill, comfort. Hmm. So... Lust, which that one. <laughs> sex is the primary motive. Yeah. Um, for whether or not the victims are dead, <laughs> doesn't matter. That's the motive. <laughs> um, it goes on. I'm not going to talk about it. But an example is uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. Mm-hmm. So if you know anything about Dahmer, he's... Was he the one that tried to make the zombie? Yep. Okay. Sure did. Um, to, like, have him around for his pleasure. And the primary motive for a thrill killer is to induce pain or terror in their victims, um, which provides a sense of excitement. Yeah. Uh, Zodiac killer is an example. Um, Material gain and and a comfortable lifestyle are the primary motives of comfort killers. Usually these people are, the victims are family members and close acquaintances. Um, After a murder, a comfort killer will usually wait for a period of time before killing again. Uh, Example of that is Dorothea Puente. She killed te- her tenants for their social security checks mm-hmm. and buried him in the backyard. She was in the Bad Roommates Yeah, she was in the Bad right? Roommates mm-hmm. one. Um, so basically they want to get power over their victim mm-hmm. is essentially the what it breaks down to yeah. for 
serial killers. They want power. Um, Ted Bundy is an example of a power and control mm-hmm. serial killer because he wanted power over women. Um, many serial killers claim that a violent culture influenced them to commit murders. Um, during his final interview, Ted Bundy stated that hardcore porn was responsible for his actions. Um, other idolized figures for their deeds or perceived vigilante justice, um, such as Peter Curtin? Curtin. Curtin. He's on my list, too. Ah! Uh, who idolized Jack the Ripper or John Wayne Gacy and Ed Kemper, who both idolized the actor John Wayne. John Wayne Gacy seems like his mom did, at least. <laughs> um, they have a strong desire for fame or to be renowned for their actions and desire media attention as a way of validating and spreading their crimes. Um, an example is Dennis Rader, who sought attention from the press during his murder spree. He's the one that, he's BTK, right? He got caught because the floppy disk? Yep. Sure did. Sure did. That is kind of a little bit about what a serial killer (gasps) That was so interesting. And the different types of serial killers. I did it. Good job. Thank you. That was awesome. That was a great way to start Serial Killer September. I figured we needed just to get back to basics. Get back to the basics. Get back to the basics. To the fundamentals of serial killing. Emphasis on fun. Dementals. F is for friend. Who's do stuff together? <laughs> U is for you and me. <laughs> N is for anytime, anywhere. Oh, that's not how you spell any. Under the deep blue sea. Okay. Oh. Are we talking about Spongebob? We certainly <laughs> are talking about Spongebob. <laughs> I use context clues to figure Look that you. out. you. I know. Okay, not September 6th. <laughs> I used context <laughs> clues to figure that out. Okay, I'm going to talk about Serial Killers' Last Meals. I'm so excited for this one. I'm also going to mention... Mostly because I wanted to do it. ...their media name, if they have one. Ooh. Uh, Which two celebrities look like them, if I could think of one. Ooh. Based off of just one photo that I looked at. Okay, okay. And also their last words. You did more homework than I did. And also what they did to get executed. And where they were executed. (laughs) So, strap in, but not to the electric chair. No. Okay. First, in no particular order. uh, In order of Clara's favorites. In order of the ones (laughs) I saw on the internet. (laughs) Uh, Marion Albert Pruitt. Ooh. She sounds fancy. He's a boy. Oh, he sounds fancy. Um, Born in October 4th, 1949. Ooh, okay. Executed in Arkansas. Yeah, Arkansas. Arkansas in April 12th, 1999. 1999. 1999. Sometimes I listen to this podcast and I'm like, I can't. Understand myself. How do other people understand? Yeah. Please let us know how you understand us. Okay. So um, he looks like Danny Masterson, who have you ever watched that 70s show? Yeah. He's also in the ranch. He's also. He's also a Scientologist. (laughs) Mixed with John C. Riley of Step Brothers. So we're talking curly hair. Dragon curly hair, a little bit of a silly face. <laughs> okay, so there's not a ton on this guy's crimes, but basically in 1979, Marion Albert Pruitt was given $800 and the new name of Charles Pearson mm-hmm. and placed on the U.S. Federal Witness Protection Program after he oh. testified about a federal prison slaying in Atlanta, Georgia. It's so, like he was already in prison for something. Mm-hmm. 
it seems like. Um, and so he takes this new name and he starts killing people. Well, you know, got a new name, got to make a name for yourself. <laughs> new name, new spree. Yeah. Uh, new name, who dis? He killed five people in the span of six months. So he first robbed his common law wife and killed her. Her name was Pamela Baker in April 1981. He robbed a bank and killed the woman who worked there called Peggy Lowe in September 1981 in Jackson, Mississippi. Um, he killed a convenience store clerk, clerk called got it. Bobby Ray Robertson in Arkansas in 81. Bobby and, Ray. And four days later, he killed two more convenience store clerks named James Balderson and Anthony Tate. Balderdash. In Colorado, still in the same year, October 18. No, 1981. <clears throat> um, and he did all this to support his $4,000 a week cocaine habit. You know, which is a lot. That's a lot. Of coca- I don't know how much cocaine is, but Especially that seems like a lot. Back in the day, like <clears throat> I'm assuming inflation in affects the drug market. I have no idea. Uh, he received the death penalty and three life sentences, and then he was like, "Oh, uh, you know the one guy who killed the affirmation prison murder, uh-huh. which is how he got into witness protection." Uh-huh. He's like, well, "I did that too." <laughs> Kind of a great con if you're... He's like, yeah, I did that one too. Murderer. Sorry for the guy who took the fall, but... Sorry about that. He's probably already dead. Okay, so before they killed him by lethal injection, his final meal was pretty epic. Ooh. Four stuffed crust pizzas from Pizza Hut. Two love a stuffed crust. Four... No, just one pizza. Four Burger King Whoppers. Okay. And a large order of French fries. One two-liter bottle of Pepsi, mm-hmm. a bucket of ice cream, no, yes, a bottle of ketchup, salt, fried eggplant, squash, okra, and a full pecan pie. <laughs> Just to top it off. You got to. Got to go for the full pecan. I mean, if you're going to have a last pecan. meal, go for it. Honestly. Like, well, should we start by saying what ours would be or should we end? I think I have we to get some end. ideas. I think I, I got to okay. get some ideas. Okay. I got to get some thoughts. Sure. All right. Next, we have Eileen Puerno. Part of her. Part of her. AKA the Florida Highway Killer. Ooh. I don't have who she looks like. Um, she looks like <clears throat> crazy. Crazy. You know who? Oh, gosh. Never mind. If you've seen the movie Monster. <laughs> That's what I was trying to think of. Thank you. Yeah. The yes. movie, like, Charlize. Oh, is it about her? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't know that? I did. I did, but I was like, she looks just like that lady from that one movie. <laughs> Charlize Theron is in. <laughs> uh, yeah, the movie about oh. Eileen Wernos. Listen, they nailed that. <laughs> yeah, they, they absolutely okay. She won an Oscar for that. <laughs> I'm not joking. Oh, man, I'm I am on my A game. February. And I'm the one with a cold. <laughs> She was born February 29th, 1956, and she was executed in Florida. Florida. In, on October 9th, 2002. Mm. <clears throat> uh, she was a hot mess. Let's she, just say yeah. that. She was she arrest- had a tough life. Yeah, she was. But she was also she was a baddie. <laughs> and not in the good way. No, no. She was arrested for a DUI, disorderly conduct, firing a 22 caliber caliber pistol from a moving vehicle she went to jail jail for assault uh at actually several points once for throwing a cue ball at a bartender's head 
She was arrested for armed robbery, where she stole $35 in a pack of cigarettes. Well. She was arrested for attempting to pass forged checks in Key West. She was named a sub- suspect in theft of a revolver and ammunition. She was arrested for car theft, resisting arrest, and obstruction of justice. I don't know, like, what happened to the three strikes, you're out situation? Yeah, I mean, I, no, I don't think that's a thing. Florida's a wild place. Yeah. Um, within a so period, we've done a whole episode on it. <laughs> within a period of 12 months, Eileen killed seven men. Uh, so she was a sex worker and would, on occasion, kill the Johns who were having sex with her. Um, she killed Richard Mallory, who was 51, David Spears, 47, Charles Kirkstedon, 40, Peter Siemens, 65, Troy Burris, 50, Charles Humphreys, 56, and Walter Antonio, age 62. And they were all truck drivers, right? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I thought the majority, I, I could be completely wrong, sure. but I think the majority of them were long haul truck drivers. Probably. So it wasn't unusual for them to be like missing for a few days sure. because if you're um, driving long haul trucks. Yeah. It's not uncommon for your family not to hear from you yeah. for a couple days. I think she got caught, though, because she stole the last guy's car. That could be. I don't know, though. I don't know. Stay tuned. <laughs> she stole an 18-wheeler. <laughs> um, she denied a formal last meal and opted for oh. a regular prison meal of burger and snacks from the canteen instead. She then had a cup of coffee to top it out. Wow. Her last words were... Quote, yes, I would like to, I would just like to say I'm sailing with the rock. I'll be back like Independence Day with Jesus. June 6th, like the movie. Big mothership and all. I'll be back. I'll be back. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. Ted Bundy. <laughs> he was born November 24th, 1946. Executed in Florida, January 24th, 1989. We know him. We know him. Did a whole episode I'm on it. I'm not going to go back. You can uh, listen to the episode. Just it's... a bush reading a map. <laughs> I believe was the name of the yeah. episode. <laughs> it was the just a bush reading a map. Before his execution by electric chair, he declined also to have one of the last special meals. So he was served with the traditional, quote unquote, <clears throat> steak dinner over easy eggs, hash brown toast, milk, coffee, juice, butter, and jelly. However, he did not eat any of it. His last watching his figure. (laughs) (laughs) His last words to his attorney, Jim Coleman and Methodist minister, Fred Lawrence were quote, Jim and Fred, I'd like you to give my love to my family and friends. What friends? Well, he had a baby. That's true. Like, pretty either soon after or before his death. Side note, his ashes were spread in an undisclosed location in the Cascades. Yeah, because he didn't want people to congregate at his grave. Yeah, but I was in the Cascades two weekends ago. Well, you were you were with the Bundanator. <laughs> I know, I was haunted. You were with Teddy Bun Bun. Okay, Danny Rowling, a.k.a. the Gainesville Ripper. Ooh. Uh, he was born May 26, 1954. Executed in Florida. October 25th, 2006. Seeing a pattern I've seen a trend. So he's kind of a mix between... Nick Cage and Will Arnett. Okay, okay. Okay. So... Did he steal the Declaration of Independence? He stole people's lives. Uh Uh-huh. Who were studying the Declaration (laughs) of Independence, probably. (laughs) 
basically, he was a sicko. He broke into apartments of students at the University of Florida um, and killed them and then would pose them in spe- sexually explicit ways for, like, the person that found them. Um, I don't really want to go into detail because he's gross. But they caught him after arresting a guy who, like, obviously didn't do it. But they were like, hey, we caught him. And then it was the wrong guy and they ruined that guy's life. <laughs> but then they found Danny. Uh, and he was sentenced to death. He later confessed to committing a triple homicide in Louisiana and um, attempting to murder his father. His last meal was butterfly shrimp, Ooh. lobster tail, a baked potato. Loves the seafood. Loves the seafood. Florida. Got to. A baked potato, strawberry cheesecake, and sweet tea. Simple. Simple. But yet. His, his final words, he repeated, none greater than thee, O Lord. They get real spiritual they at the end, don't they? get super spiritual at the end. All right. Next, we have William Bonin. Not Bonin. <laughs> A.K.A. the Freeway Killer. He was born someday in January 1947. <laughs> I didn't write it down. And he was executed in St. Quentin which is in California, February 23rd, 1996. Um, This one's kind of a stretch, but he's like a Mark Ruffalo and a Michael Sarah, if you can imagine. We're talking about curly hair again. I don't know why that's like what I go to. Like kind of dark features, but like a mousy face. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Okay, anyways. William George Bonin was an American Bonin was an American serial killer. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. And sex offender who committed rape, torture, and murder of a minimum of twenty-one young men and boys in a series of killings in Southern California. Um, he had one of his uh, that's not a sentence. He had some accomplices. Okay. Um, he's suspected of committing a further I think he killed one of his four known accomplices and he's suspected of committing a further 15 murders yeah that makes more sense okay his final meal was two pepperoni and sausage pizzas Mm -hmm. three servings of chocolate ice cream and three six packs of coca-cola and pepsi for his last meal can't choose like he wanted to do the Pepsi challenge. He wanted heartburn. He <laughs> just the wanted Pepsi challenge. He just wa- you've never heard of the Pepsi challenge? Just drinking a lot of Pepsi. So it was in the eighties. It was an advertising campaign. I can't remember if Coke or Pepsi did. I think it was Pepsi. Pepsi um, challenge was probably Pepsi. And they did um, blind taste tests oh, of Coke or Pepsi. Sure. And had the people choose which one they liked better. Yeah. And the ones, of course, they showed in the advertisements. They all picked Pepsi. Sure. That's a Pepsi challenge. I think a fun a fun one would be fun last meal would be like um, Mentos and Coca Cola. He just caused a big mess. Just a science experiment. <laughs> um, his final words were quote I feel the death penalty is not an answer to the problems at hand. I feel it sends a wrong message to the people of the country. Young people act as they see other people acting instead of as people tell them to act. I would advise that when a person has thought of doing anything serious against the law, that before they did, they should go to a quiet place and think about it seriously. That's profound. And, like, on, like, spot on. (laughs) January 47 and 96 isn't even that, I guess it's 50. 49. 
Yeah, before you kill somebody, think about it. Like, that's not that profound, it's, Alex. Well, I mean, <laughs> logical, I think, is the word I was looking for. Logical, not profound. Yeah. Um, okay, well, then we have John Wayne Gacy. Heard of him. A.K.A. the killer clown. Okay, uh, so we all know what he looks like, so I don't have his matches. Mar- he was born March 17th, 1942, and he was executed in Illinois mm-hmm. in May 1994. Um, we did an episode on him, too. I can't remember which one it was, but as a reminder, he was the killer clown who... He owned a bunch of KFCs and later some sort of construction company. Mm-hmm. And he would prey on boys and young men that worked for him and bury them in the crawl spaces of his house. So, for his final meal, he had a dozen deep fried shrimp. Okay. A bucket of KFC. Mm-hmm. Original recipe chicken. I mean, I would have gone for the extra crispy. <laughs> I prefer it extra crispy. <laughs> French fries. A pound of strawberries and a Diet Coke. Just one Diet Coke? One Diet Coke. To wash that all down? Keep a diet. Gotta stay slim. Yeah. His final words were, kiss my ass. I know. I mean. I wish I didn't love it. I know. (laughs) Who shouldn't love any of these? Uh, Stephen Wayne Anderson. He uh, was born July 8th, 1953. He was also executed in San Quentin in California in January 2002. So I haven't thought about Shia LaBeouf in 10 years. Mm-hmm. This guy is Shia LaBeouf and Matthew McConaughey. I mean, sh- isn't that weird? Shia the whole time you were talking, I was like, wait a second. Again, the LaBeouf <laughs> is making a comeback. <laughs> you know, his play. last name means the beef. <laughs> we have... The beefs. He is the beefs. <laughs> Shia, the beef. He works for um, Wendy's. Uh, no, it's Arby's, but he works for like RD's <laughs> because it's they have the meats, but he has the beefs. Okay. Anyways, Wendy's also it's had a fine. commercial where it was where's the beef? Oh, oh it was oh. their commercial in the eighties. It's a mix, just like <laughs> Stephen Wayne Uh, he first went to prison after he burglarized a school in Farmington, New Mexico. And during the robbery, he threatened two police officers, which is a bad idea. Yeah. He was sentenced to one to five years in prison. And then he killed a fellow inmate and assaulted another and a correctional officer. I'll do it. And then he was like, I guess while I'm here, like, I'll admit, I also killed six of the people via contract killings in Vegas. Um... And for this, he received the death sentence. So then he escaped from prison. He worked for a narcotics trafficker and committed at least one additional murder in Salt Lake City. And then he goes on to burglarize the house of an 81-year-old retired piano teacher. Why? She woke up and screamed. So he shot her in the face and she died. Oh, I hate that. A neighbor heard the scream and called the fuzz, and the sheriff deputies found him in the woman's house just sitting, eating, watching TV, eating eating and watching TV. Oh, well, at least he needed a snack. He needed a snack. He requested to have two grilled cheese sandwiches, a pint of cottage cheese. Oh, I do love cottage cheese. A hominy corn mixture. Okay. What's hominy? Hominy is corn, essentially. Hominy slash corn. It's kind of like a corn. 
Okay. A slice only of peach pie. Oh, not the whole pie. Chocolate chip, ice cream, and radishes. <laughs> oh, I do love a radish. Uh, he Especially had... with salt. Put a whole bunch Ooh, of salt on a radish. I can see that. So good. Okay, this is sad. He had no last words until one of his attorneys, Marco Rocucci. Marco mouths. Marco. She mouthed, I love you. And what? He, he silently replied, thank you. <laughs> Friend zone. <laughs> she was friendzoned <laughs> by someone. Margo, honey. He's a.k.a. the Butcher of Hanover, the Vampire of Hanover, and the Wolfman. Of Hanover? Of Hanover. (laughs) He was executed in... Hanover. Jamaica. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Okay, he was born October 25th, 1879. In Hanover. He was executed in Hanover, Germany, on... Uh, in April 1925. So this is an oldie. Mm. Okay, he's a mix. And he got a last meal? Yeah. Oh, I guess they did have food back then. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He's a mix between Ewan McGregor. Okay. And Ethan Embry. Who's that? Who, did you ever watch Grace and Frankie? Mm-mm. He's Coyote in that. What about Sweet Home Alabama? Yeah, like he's once or twice. The, um, like the guy that she accidentally outed, accidentally on purpose because she was mad at him as gay. Uh, yeah, I kind of remember it. Anyways, okay, so, uh, Fritz Herman. Fritz. He was born in Hanover. Hanover. Uh, Wikipedia <laughs> said that he was noticeably effeminate, oh. which I feel like is more of a thing in the 1800s. But yeah, um, he always. Uh, he played with his sister's dolls and dressed in his sister's clothes. He loved needlework and cookery. Ooh. And was a total mama's boy. Regardless, he joined the military and initially uh, adapted to military life. But that only lasted about five months because he would basically get, like, really bad panic attacks that would make him lose consciousness. Well, that's kind of, you know, you, you don't really want that in a soldier. No, no, you don't. It's a high anxiety situation. <laughs> I mean, it's a high stress job. Yeah. But the doctor said that it was diagnosed as basically, quote, the equivalent to epilepsy. So he's like, well, that's bad. No, he that's discharged okay. himself and he moves back home to Hanover. Um, and then he went to a mental institution for a while, but then he escaped. Great. Um, and then he was, after that, basically the German version of drafted and had to go to compulsory military service. And he did that for a while, but again, the fainting. So yeah. he was deemed un- unsuitable for military service and uh, was discharged. So as they do, he was 
basically a petty theft after that and kind of a con artist. Um, he was in and out of prison, and eventually the cops were like, wait a second, you're a criminal and a known homosexual. Ew. Why don't you be our informant? Oh, the tables have the turned. The tables have turned. He's on their side Look now. at those turntables. <laughs> but only kind of. So then he would, like, pretend to arrest people. <laughs> or he'd sometimes be like, oh, I have somewhere you can stay, fellow, fellow criminal. Like, or, like, says that he has, like, another, like, a job for them or yeah. whatever. <clears throat> and so basically under these pre- pretenses, he lured at least 24 young boys and men from the ages of 10 to 22 and he would sexually assault murder manipulate mutilate and dismember them remember butcher of Hanover oh yep there we go um his wikipedia page is actually super long which leads me to believe he might need like his whole episode but here we are uh, in accordance with German, so he gets caught. <laughs> Spoiler. In accordance with German tradition, uh, he wasn't told of his scheduled execution until the night before, which is interesting. That's an interesting way to go. Mm-hmm. Way to do it. In lieu of his last meal, he was granted an expensive cigar and a cup of Brazilian coffee. Ooh, the finer things. The finer things, and then he was beheaded by guillotine. In Hanover. Um, but press was not permitted to watch his execution. So in lieu of final words, I substitute what he said shortly before his execution date was set. He mm-hmm. said, quote, condemn me to death. I ask only for justice. I'm not mad. Make it short. Make it soon. Deliver me from this life, which is a torment. I will not petition for mercy, nor will I appeal. I want to pass just one more merry night in my cell with coffee, cheese, and cigars. After which, I will curse my father and go to my execution as if it were a wedding. (laughs) I mean, what a sunny outlook. (laughs) I guess. Okay. um, uh, Okay, here we go. Peter Curtin. Yeah, I mentioned him. A.K.A. the Vampire of Dusseldorf. Dusseldorf. Uh, And this is when you got here, so I stopped doing the lookalike. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought you said your notes were done. They were nearly done. <laughs> All of it except I had done a couple lookalikes, and I was like, maybe I can squeeze some more in. Uh, he was born on May 26, 1883, another oldie. And he was executed in Cologne, Germany. Pretty sure that's how you say that. Cologne, right? Yeah, that's yeah, nice. Cologne. On Jul- in July of 1931, um, Peter Curtin committed a series of murders and sexual assaults in Dusseldorf. Mm-hmm. He killed at least nine women, um, and while he's known as the Vampire of Dusseldorf, he didn't actually drink the blood rather it was like the sight and the sound of gushing blood that made him um is there a nice word for ejaculate no no uh <laughs> before his it certainly is not i think that's the nicest word <laughs> before his scheduled execution again by guillotine two years after he was caught Curtin was granted a last meal of the most german thing Sausage. Wiener schnitzel. Wiener schnitzel. <laughs> Fried potatoes and a bottle of white wine. God, God bless. bless. Uh, he asked for seconds and his request was granted. <gasps> you didn't know that was an 
You glutton. Two bottles of wine. Gosh, I'd be like, sure, let's do this thing. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Two full bottles. And wiener schnitzel. And fried. Yeah, I'm fine. That's my choice. I actually don't know what wiener schnitzel is, but it's probably good. It's like a breaded um, <coughs> wiener steak. Mm. It's like a flat nah, steak. Fried potatoes and bottle of wine are on my list, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, his final words as his head was in the guillotine. He asked the psychiatrist a question. He said, quote, tell me, after my head is chopped off, will I still be able to hear, at least for a moment, the sound of my own blood gushing from the stump of my neck? Ooh. That would be the pleasure to end all pleasures. And they were like, uh... Sure, whatever you say, Any dude. other last words? <laughs> you got anything else to say? Remember, he liked the gushing blood. Ooh. He wanted to hear his own. Gross. All right. Um... This is boring. I have got a lot. Not that many more. Let's go. Okay. Uh, 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 Adolf Eichmann. Ooh, heard of him. Okay. Uh, AKA, in my own words, super bad dude. <laughs> <laughs> he was born March 19th, 1906, and he was executed in Israel in, on. June 1st, 1962. So I'm just going to say that Eichmann was one of the key organizers of the Holocaust. Yes, and that's who he is. And a big believer of the quote-unquote final solution. Yep, yep. He was basically He's the big, head of facilitating guy. and managing the logistics involved in the mass deportation of millions of Jews to ghettos and uh, extermination camps. So we can basically say he's a serial mass spree genocide killer. He's like, he's, oh, got, yeah. he's got it all. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, one of the worst people. Checks all the boxes. Yeah. He's a baddie. They're actually, I think, Brian watches a lot of World War II. Sure, yeah. Thanks. He's like, he's worse than Hitler. I'm, I mean, he seems bad. Like, Hitler was like the ma- the face of the thing. He's like, wait a Eichmann, second, I've got an idea. And Eichmann, Eichmann, Eichmann was like, was I'm gonna like, run with it. Yeah, Eichmann's like, Done. Yeah. And I'll make it better. He was found by Nazi hunters in Argentina and was subsequently found guilty of war crimes in widely publicized trials in Jerusalem. Which is where they think Hitler ran to. Argentina. Hitler killed himself. They think he ran to Argentina. <laughs> a lot of them did. Watched a History Channel show called Finding Hitler or Hunting Hitler. Ooh. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, yeah, there's a huge German population in Argentina because of that. He was executed by hanging. He requested a bottle of red wine Ooh. as his final meal. Lush. <laughs> I mean, you might as well, because you're not going to... Red wine gives me too big of a headache. I don't like I mean, like he it. loves the tannins. <laughs> He's like, I'm not going to have a headache because I'm literally dead, dead yeah. tomorrow. He's so. like, I'll take the tannins. <laughs> Bring it on. Uh, Eichmann's last word have generally been reported as having been, quote, long live Germany, long live Argentina, long live Austria. These are the three countries which I have been most connected and which I will not forget. I greet my wife, my family, and my friends. I am ready. We'll meet again soon. As is the fate of all men, I die believing in God. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Um, <laughs> David Edwin Mason. Let's see if I just. Oh yeah, this is kind of a 
It's an infuriating last meal, so I'm yeah. not going to skip it. Okay, De- 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 no, David Edwin Mason. He was born September 2nd, 1956, executed in San Quentin, August 1993. Um, so he was an American serial killer who killed at least four elderly people in Oakland, California. His first victim was 73-year-old woman who he had known for eight years, and he had helped with, like, cleaning and chores around her house. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> he knew that she had a collection of rare antiques and coins. Ooh. And she was like, listen, I'm super paranoid of someone breaking in and robbing me, and so I have the security system. But since you work here, you're my homie. Here's the code. Here's the code. And then... He becomes desperate for cash. So he robs her. He kills her. And then um, later he killed another elderly man while allegedly performing sex work. Performing? Yeah. Then he stole $16 from that man. $16. Then he just killed two to three more elderly people when he broke into their houses for really no reason at all. Um, Picks and gales. Uh, so he was executed by the gas chamber. His last meal, he requested a glass of ice water. Ugh. Isn't that infuriating? That's just aggravated. <laughs> he told the warden he had no final words. So his final words were, I have nothing to say. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Martha Beck, a.k.a. I just need another woman in here. A.K.A. the Lonely Hearts Killer. She was born in May 1914. And she was executed in Sing Sing in New York. uh, March 8th, 1951. Martha and her partner Raymond Fernando. Fernando. Were an American serial killer couple. Basically, Fernando was in prison because he stole something. And he said that his cellmate converted him to belief in voodoo and black magic, where he later claimed gave him irresistible power and charm. Um, Beck didn't know him, but she was a big fan of the romance novels and magazines. So she placed a Lonely Hearts ad in 1947, which Fernando answered Uh from prison. Uh So they met. IRL and he was like, hey, listen, I'm a criminal. And he like confessed all of his crimes. So she was like, I don't know, everybody likes the bad boy. <laughs> so she sent her kids to the Salvation Army so she could be footloose and fancy free with this loser. Yeah. Um, mother of the year. Mother of the year. And I guess they open what sounds like a boarding house. And they, like, lived there and rented out the other rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, and Beck and Fernando acted like they were brother and sister. Ew. And somehow that's less threatening. So the pair committed three murders together. Um, A.K.A. she kept finding Fernando in bed with the other women and then killing them. Oh. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, me too. Yeah, kill it. Uh, Martha, <laughs> Martha Beck's... This was part of the play. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. Martha Beck's final meal was fried chicken. Uh, fried chicken. What? Fried chicken? Yeah. French fries, lettuce, and tomato salad. Lettuce and tomato. What's it? Her last. It's not a salad. Well, I eat pretty simple salads, so. There's no dressing mentioned. Yeah, that's not a salad. What about a crude? Get a crude in there. <laughs> Get a cheese. Her last words were, quote, my story is a love story. But only those tortured with love can understand what I mean. The death house has only strengthened my feelings for Raymond. Yeah, Penny. Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, two more. 
Uh, yeah, this one. Well, maybe three. <laughs> this one's short. Oscar Ray Bolin Jr., uh, January 22nd, 1962, executed in Florida. Florida. In January 2016. He's a mix between Steve Jobs and Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, interesting combo. Interesting combo, but I stand by it. Okay. He was convicted of murdering a 25-year-old woman after she left her shift at Church's Fried Chicken. Mm-hmm. Um, then a, then he killed a 17-year-old girl after she left her shift at a drugstore. And then finally a 26-year-old who, I'm not sure, was, she was, I'm not sure what she was doing, but her car was found still running outside a post office. So she, she was, was sending a package. Probably sending a package. Um, before he was executed by lethal injection, his final meal consisted of medium rare ribeye steak, Ooh. a baked potato with butter and sour cream, a salad made of iceberg lettuce, the worst kind. I uh, love an iceberg lettuce salad. You love? A wedge salad is iceberg and, oh. It's not filling. It's just water. It's iceberg delicious. lettuce, cucumber, and tomato. Ooh, here love, we go. Love an iceberg. Baked garlic bread. That's new. Ooh. Lemon meringue pie, lemon meringue pie, and a mm-hmm. bottle of Coca Cola. Um. Okay, Carol Cole. Carol. 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 Carol was born May 9th, nineteen thirty-eight. Executed in Nevada, Ooh. December sixth, nineteen eighty-five. Did I say eighty-three or thirty-eight? I meant thirty-eight. Yeah, I think you said thirty-eight. Okay, great. Carol, a man. Oh. Uh, basically, his, Carol. his dad was fighting in World War II a lot. <laughs> a lot. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> he was there a lot. He was there, like, longer than his mom wanted him to. And so she had a lot of affairs, and she was like, she would sometimes take him and be like, listen, I'll beat you up if you if you tell your dad that oh. I'm cheating on the punch. Because he's got a lot. He's got a lot in World War II. Okay. <laughs> she also dressed him up as a girl, and he was teased for at school for having a girl's name. Yeah. His name's Carol. I mean, um, I they can relate. Sh- should not have done that though, because when Carol was eight, he drowned one of his classmates. Yeah, don't do that. Mad at them. As a teen, he was a petty criminal, um, frequently getting arrested for drunkenness and minor thefts. He joined the U.S. Army, but was discharged after stealing pistols. From the U.S. Army. He called the police in Richmond, uh, California, where he was living at the time, and told them that he had violent fantasies involving strangling women. So he spent time in various mental hospitals. Um, One of his doctors said that, quote, he seems to be afraid of the female figure and cannot have intercourse with her first, but must kill her before he can do it. Okay. Which is bad. That's not great. They're like, you know what, he's fine. You're good. He's, he's fine. <laughs> so they let him go. Between 1971 and 79, he kills at least 15 women. Although he confessed to 35. Uh-huh. Carol's final meal was jumbo shrimp, french fries, french fries, tossed salad with french dressing. There we've got a dressing. We got, well, we got a dressing. God. Clam chowder, cookies, and candy. Mm. And then num, one more. I didn't say what he did. He's not a serial killer. He only killed two people. Only, quote unquote. Mm. Lawrence Russell Brewer, uh, his last meal was in the state of Texas. He ordered one of the largest meals of two chicken fried steaks with gravy, Ooh. a triple meat bacon cheeseburger, triple meat burger. 
That's a lot of meat. So, uh, and so bacon. That's four meats. That's all the meats. <laughs> the beefs. The beefs. <laughs> it's the laboofs. <laughs> <laughs> a cheese omelet, a bowl of fried okra, a pound of barbecued meat, half full loaf of white bread, three fajitas, a meat lover's pizza, three root beers, peanut butter fudge, and a bucket of ice cream. Did he eat all of this? When they brought it to him, Brewer said he wasn't hungry. Stop. And didn't eat any of it. And because of his stunt, the state of Texas does not grant last meal requests anymore. <laughs> so I had to bring him up. Oh, good lordy. Good lordy. So, okay. You go. Oh, what would my last meal be? Yeah. Um, I just like so many things. I know, I do too. I want a little vile epicac so I can start over, basically. Yeah. Throughout episode one. Um, <laughs> probably mashed potatoes. Sure. Absolutely. With gravy. gravy. Okay. With gravy. Mm-hmm. Um, pot roast. Okay. Sure. That Dry tip. Mention. Dry tip, yeah. Uh, just throw in a, like a grilled asparagus in there. Mmm, a veggie. Um, I know, gotta be healthy. <laughs> Gotta be healthy when you meet the Lord. Gotta be healthy. Um, gotta say hey at my greens. Uh, and then probably, because I have a giant sweet tooth, uh, mm. a pint of Haagen-Dazs cookies and uh, chocolate chip cookie dough. Okay. pint of Haagen-Dazs dulce de leche, which is caramel. Ooh. And then a pint of Ben and Jerry's half-baked. Half-baked. And no. Oreo cookies. What about your Bev? Ooh. Now that you don't like Coke. I know it dry it hurts me. Iced it coffee. Hurts me. <laughs> Iced coffee. <sighs> a cold brew. Big old cold brew. Yeah, big fat Dutch bros cold brew. Big old cold brew. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe a Dr. Pepper too. I mean if you're not Pepper. gonna finish it. I mean you know. As long as you don't say you're not hungry. Technically, you I don't want to eat everybody. It. <laughs> uh Pizza would be involved for me. What kind of pizza, though? Pepperoni. Ooh, yeah, probably pepperoni. If I'm going big, I might as well get heartburn. <laughs> right, go for it. Uh, you won't remember it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, I won't get there. Your last one would be like, ooh, didn't even have a modium. <laughs> Do you have a Tums? I get an Alka-Seltzer <laughs> and water on the side. Uh, yeah. Um... What was the other? Oh, bottle of wine. <laughs> Some sort of potato. Maybe a French fry, though. I do love a French a, fry. Instead of mash. But I love a, ma- a mash. is just like... Mash is oh. great. Uh, I feel like I'd like a shawarma sandwich as well. And... What about a dessert? Maybe a... Maybe like a salted caramel Ooh. situation. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It depends on how long you're on death row. That's how long you get to think about it, right? I know. Yeah, you, you get I time. I thought I could come up with some more things. Oh, probably. <laughs> okay, that's all for now, though. Cool. Yeah. I love that. I'm always interested in what Yeah, it's actually <laughs> horrifying to think about, actually. Right? But it's fun to talk about. Sure is. Don't kill more than two people. Yeah. You'll be fine. Keep it at one. <laughs> Keep it at one. Keep it at one. (laughs) 
Uh, on this day. On this day. What day is it, Alex? It's September 13th. Ooh, I hope. Tuesday the 13th. Because I that's what I did, is I did September 13th, so I hope today is 13th. Right. It looks right. Feels right. Feels good. Uh, good, feel good. 1791, Francis King Louis the 16th. See, there's too many Louis. Accepts the Constitution. Which is, if we remember from Hamilton, that's what Marquis de Lafayette left to go do. Yeah. And uh, George was fighting with France and Spain. I do. I watched that today. <laughs> Love Hamilton. Um, your sister, Emma's sister. Your sister's sister. <laughs> uh, 1883. This one I put in just because it's, I think it's hilarious. Okay, tell me. Um, Hugh Daly. So he Who's was that? a pitcher for Cleveland. Sure. Um, this is 1883. Um, <laughs> yeah, I remember him. <laughs> tosses a one to nothing no hitter against Philadelphia. What? So he threw a no hitter. Great. <laughs> the best part, and I'm specifically saving this for the end. Okay. <laughs> he had one arm. Uh, <laughs> he only needs the one. And he threw a no hitter. You only need the one. I mean, icon. I love that. Icon. Somebody uh, write a paper on it. <laughs> Should we do like icons that you didn't know existed month? I thought say icons with one arm. Icons <laughs> with one arm. <laughs> How many are there? I'm like, it's very specific. Well, the drummer of Def Leppard. True. One arm. There's probably other people <laughs> who have one arm. Et cetera. Et cetera. <laughs> Uh, 1906, the <laughs> first airplane flight in Europe. Would you Can't know? tell you where it okay, went, right. but congrats. Congrats. You got up there. You did it. <laughs> um, 1947, T-Bone Walker records his biggest hit uh, in Hollywood, California, which is now my new favorite song. It's called Call It Stormy Monday, but Tuesday is just as bad. <laughs> Also terrible. <laughs> Except for because our podcast come out. You're welcome. You're welcome. Tuesday's great for you yeah. now. I just I'm like that's amazing. But Tuesday's just as bad. <laughs> Monday does get a lot of flack. Tuesday yeah. is just as bad. It's terrible. Ah, 1969. Scooby Doo, where are you? By Hanna Barbera debuts on de- debuts <laughs> debuts on CBS. Great. Scooby Doo, we do. Where, Where are, are you? you? We got some work to do now. Um, 1985, Super Mario Brothers first game appears. 85, is that what you 85. said? 85. Okay. Um, 1990, the world is forever changed when <gasps> Law and Order oh, girl. premieres on uh, NBC. Bum, bum, bum. Dum, 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 dum. <laughs> dum, dum. General bad boy of the show, Martin Shkreli. Uh, remember, he disrespected the Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, his bail was revoked after he judged... After he disrespected the Wu-Tang After he disrespected the Wu-Tang. <laughs> uh, after he judged, risked, judged a risk to community for posting a $5,000 bounty for a strand of Hillary Clinton's hair. Oh, I remember you talked about that. 
Yeah. And he also recording. disrespected the Wu Tang. Yeah, I know. We'll never forgive him. Never forget. Never forget. Never forgive. Uh, never forget. <laughs> Twenty nineteen U.S. actress Felicity Huffman sentenced to fourteen days in prison for her role in the college admissions scandal. Fourteen days. Fourteen days. Why was that such a big deal? They talked about that for years. They talk about forever. They still yeah. talk about it. Over it. There's so many documentaries about it. Fourteen days is nothing. No. Uh, may they R.I.P. Sure. Uh, I only included this because he has a really cool name. Right. Uh, in 81, Titus Flavius Vespanassus. <laughs> Titus Flavius Vespanassus? Yeah. That is a great name. He was an emperor of Rome. Great. He died of a fever. Oh, 81. I was like, 1981? No, 81. No, just 81. Just 81. I get it. Okay. Uh, a fever? A fever. Oh, man. Uh, I'd be dead. <laughs> <laughs> With so many fevers. Um, 1881, this one, I even shared this fact with Brian because I loved it so much. Uh-oh. Um, Someone died. <laughs> you loved. I loved. Ambrose Burnside. Ambrose. He was an American soldier, mm-hmm. an industrialist, and the governor of Rhode Island. Why do we care about him? He popularized the sideburns. <gasps> Ambrose. Yes. A man with the last name Burnside. Oh, I get it. Shut Sideburns. What? Yeah, girl. Somebody do something. He died of a heart attack at 57. Oh, that's young. Yeah, but yeah. Sideburns. I thought because there was side of your face and you burn anyone's eyes who sees them. Apparently, I have to do Burnside. Interesting. Ambrose Burnside. So if I ever invent something, it will be like. Ear Fletcher. <laughs> Vinsel. I love it. Oh, that's Vinsel. a name, that's isn't it? It sounds like a Vin Diesel is what I'm thinking. <laughs> I was going to say, it sounds like a medicine. Yeah, it does. And get um, on that. <laughs> uh, 19, 1996, uh, Tupac Shakur. Uh-oh. Or did he? Um, <laughs> dies of internal bleeding after a drive-by shooting. Uh-huh. And 2019, Eddie Money, American rock singer, who sang, I got two tickets to paradise. Won't you pack your bags with me tonight? And also, uh, Take Me Home Tonight. Take me home tonight. There we go. Wow, there's a lot of R.E.P.s. Yeah. Way more than average. I mean, Ambrose was yeah, obviously. Ambrose Burnside. Uh, Happy birthday. Sure. To Samuel Wilson, born in 1766. He was an American meat packer and, poss- <laughs> and possible namesake of Uncle Sam. Oh my gosh. Uh, 1813, John Sedgwick. Sedgwick. He was an American major general for the Union Army, um, who is best remembered for his famous last words. <gasps> Full circle. Um... Which were, quote, they couldn't hit an elephant at this distance before being shot. (laughs) Oopsie. (laughs) He was wrong. Oopsie poopsie. Spoiler. He was wrong. He got hit. Yeah. He's an elephant. Maybe he was. Maybe he's been. Mm -hmm. Um, 1857, Milton S. Hershey, American chocolate tycoon. Num num. Uh... 1960. Tycoon. I'd love to be a tycoon. I love that word, tycoon. Yeah. 
Not a typhoon, a tycoon. No, stay away from typhoons. <laughs> for dangerous. That's what I've heard. <laughs> uh, 1916, Roll Dahl. Ooh, okay. Who Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. George and the Giant Peach? No. James. James. <laughs> George is in the jungle. James has the peach. <laughs> Love them both. Love, them both. Love their work. And then 1971, Stella McCartney, who is an English fashion designer and the daughter of Paul and Linda McCartney. Cute. 71's the most recent. Yeah, 71's the most recent. Somebody born a baby. Yeah. Birth a baby? Somebody have a baby. <laughs> Well, well, we're that's back, it. baby. We're back, baby. Babies. Sorry, um, my head was either in the cloud and. Do you know what? This is just my personality. I don't have any excuse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not that smart. Oh, stop it. And a little bit silly. We're just goofs. Well, I I plan to be back next week pending. You know, I plan the on it that you're about to give me. <laughs> oh, no. I no, plan no. on it as well. Uh, but we'll see you next week. I'm not promising anything anymore. I know. We never know. Except for that I love you. And we mean it. Goodbye. Goodbye.